0: Welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, the latest on shares, markets and investments. Now available on your Amazon Alexa.
1: Hello and welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, now also available on the UK Investor Magazine mobile app. For today's podcast, we're going to be looking at key themes out there in markets as well as a selection of UK equities. And to do that, we're very kindly joined once more by Alan Green. Alan, thank you very much for being on the podcast today.
0: Good morning, John, and uh, happy Monday.
1: Happy Monday, happy Monday. Certainly a happier Monday than the Friday we've just had. Of course, <laughs> yes. we're coming into uh, to news and developments in the SVB saga, and of course that main news this morning. Alan, is that HSBC has stepped in to buy out the UK banking arm of SVB. We're seeing at the moment HSBC shares are down slightly. The FTSE 100 is down to some extent as well. Um, There's still some weakness out there in the banks um, and obviously lingering concerns. But from where you're sitting, Alan, you're looking at this situation. Now, there was some uh, point over the weekend when things were looking looking pretty bad but we saw the US regulators step in of course um supported by the Bank of England and the the treasury we've seen HSBC actually move to buy out SVB the, the UK banking arm from your point of view Alan is this a disaster that's been averted
0: I think it, it well. It, it, it's some. It, it is a it, a worrying development, and I'm sure looking at the raft of uh, announcements out this morning, first thing about uh, for, a, a raft of technology companies, of course, listed in the UK, um, some of whom have been affected by the SVB collapse. And I, I imagine for many, it's been uh, a long and very worrying and uncertain weekend but um i think the strong and decisive action um by the us regulators and of course the get regulators and of course the announcement by hsbc that, this morning that uh, it's going to sort of uh it's stepped into by the uk arm um and, and of course us regulators have agreed to backstop deposits and uh, offer liquidity to the companies affected. I think it's a case of crisis, what crisis? And of course, you know, uh, go- governments now have experience of of credit squeezes and, and, you know, bank runs and all the rest of it. And they have they have a blueprint uh, um, from the credit crunch in 2007, 2008, of how to act and how to deal with the situation. So they've acted firmly and decisively. Um, and I think the reaction in the markets today tells you all you need to know. I mean, as we speak, of course, the, the foot is going down 67 points at the open. Um, it may drift further, but currently U.S. futures are are half a percent higher. So, you know, looking, looking positive. Uh, and I think at the moment, this case of crisis, what crisis? But, of course, whether there are further ramifications from this, having given that we only found out about this late last week, of course, uh, remains to be seen. but certainly a very encouraging reaction so far and one that I think should instill confidence in investors. Um, If you're looking to the markets and you're uncertain about investing in the markets in case something like this happens, the the firm and swift response that we've seen from central banks over the weekend and today should really go a long way to reassure you.
1: So what's particularly interesting for me, Alan, is what this means for the markets going forward, because, of course, we had um, in the last couple of weeks testimony from Jerome Powell, of course, the, the Federal Reserve chair to Congress, where he suggested that we were to see 50 basis points hikes in the future. There's a big question about the extent that the Federal Reserve were going to increase interest rates. Uh, There was some talk that it could be 25 basis points. But given the strength in the US economy, we've seen two very strong non-farm payrolls on the bounce now. A huge amount of jobs added to the US economy and still persistently high inflation rates. It really is pointing now or was pointing to a a 50 basis point hike Mm -hmm. in the United States. And that did cause some some weakness in markets. And then, of course, we have SVB that comes along and really rocks markets. And as you mentioned, Alan, that futures in the United States are, are pointing to a, to a higher open, as we record this on Monday morning. But looking at the bigger picture, when we're going through a hiking cycle, at some point, there's usually something that breaks. And the the pressures of higher interest rates on companies and individuals comes to a head and we see the fallout. And in this case, it looks as though that fallout is SVB. So if we're looking at the wider markets and how this could play out, do you feel that this is that breaking point that we were looking for. And now the Federal Reserve is really going to have to think about the implications of higher interest rates, because if they start to hike rates or continue to hike rates at the pace that they were at 50 basis points, it could cause issues elsewhere. And do you feel that there's a potential now that they roll back and and rethink their interest rate hikes, which ultimately is a good thing for markets, it's a good thing for for equity markets and those investors that are looking for a slowdown and a pivot from the Federal Reserve. And is that what we're seeing in this rally in U.S. futures at the moment?
0: It it, it could well be that, but of course, I I think the the, the worry is that, as you say, you reach you reach breaking point, and then and uh, then of course we're we're back to back to that cycle of of markets being supported through quantitative easing and. Uh, and, and other measures which uh, which really uh in a sense creates a, a zombie marketplace and, and all sorts of factors coming into play such as stagflation uh, um, and uh, and uh, and other other sort of uh, uh, factors that that really see um markets uh, trading uh, or, or, or trading very thinly and, and and looking forward unable to really uh, attain any, any decent levels of visibility, and and this is, this is a problem we face we face now. And of course, I think given what's happened as well, uh, given that uh, SVB is the lender to the technology, technology companies, technology arm, uh, you know, investors could now be looking at the technology sector and indices like the Nasdaq eventually, and and taking a risk-off um, approach to investing in tech. So there are a number of factors that, that could play out here, but um but i'm sure so many lessons were learned from the credit crunch last time around that um that the playbook the that both the us and uk and european central banks are working to will be very much more advanced this time around and they'll have many more options many more, more options at their disposal to actually deal with this
1: indeed indeed I mean, in in terms of the information that they have to deal with. We've got US CPI this week. That's going to be a very interesting data point to keep an eye on. So, as we speak, FTSE 100 down, US futures up. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out for the rest of the session. Mm. So we're going to move on now, Alan, to the companies we're going to discuss today. So we had some news last week from Power Metal Resources, a company that's featured on the podcast as well as presented on the UK Investor Magazine virtual presentations a number of times in the last year that Paul Johnson, their CEO, Alan's going to be stepping down. What's uh, what's happened there?
0: Yeah, well, Paul has uh, stepped down and um, and I interviewed the new chief exec, uh, Sean Wade, last week. Uh, listeners may well have already seen that interview. Um, and uh, Sean is I I think in a sense, you know, as just as we're saying with Svb today, crisis what crisis? Power Metal Resources have a multitude of projects around the world, all at different stages of development. Of course, we're waiting for the assays back on the Malopo Farms project in Botswana. They have the Tati, the or the Tati Gold project, um, and a, a number of IPOs coming to market. Of course, First Class Metals came to market last year, um, hugely successful. Uh, power metals still have a big stake in that company um and uh, and of course uh, first class metals won the uk investor magazine ipo award so um so that there are a number of other ipos to come from that stable we have gold metal uh resources on the launchpad that's uh, the uh, owner operator of the thor mountain uh, this, uh sorry the uh, pilot mountain project in nevada which of course is a tungsten project with a jork uh resource there um uh also includes the goldconda stonewall and garfield gold projects uh, all very closely grouped together in the walker lane uh gold belt there in nevada we then have First Development Resources, which has a raft of assets uh, in Western Australia and a, a big uranium project over there. Of course, uranium is very much the metal of the the moment. Uh, it's it's uh, it, it, it's it's the one that uh, it's it, it's the metal that everyone is positioning themselves for. And when I interviewed Sean uh, Wade, he was uh, he was very excited about the potential for the Athabasca Basin project owned by. Power Metal and, of course, Athabasca Basin, they have a raft of uranium assets there. So we're going to see a lot of news uh, from that company um, a- as we go forward. But, of course, um, you know, power shares uh, with Paul Johnson stepping down. I mean, Paul's energy has been quite astonishing. He's um, He drove that company right from the get go. And um, uh, unlike so many mining companies that maybe have one or two or three projects, you know with 14 or 15 different projects on the go the whole time it was literally a relentless round the clock process and um you know paul paul was possessed with an incredible energy but i think um it got to a point where there um he said in the in interviews that uh, there were family health problems and of course um those health problems i think uh, uh suddenly manifest themselves and um he was he was he was uh Forced to make a decision, I think um, anyone in that position you can understand him doing that. But the thing is, Paul still remains on the board. He's still very much um, um, a driver of the company going forward. Um, but I mean, what impressed me with Sean when I interviewed him, he already had a, an encyclopedic knowledge of power metal, and he literally just picked up the baton uh, seamlessly from Paul and and just discussed the the the. Uh, the um, The developments and discussed where everything was. And we're going to be hearing a lot more from him in the coming weeks. But, you know, he's going to need some resources of energy (laughs) for himself because there is just so much happening with that company all the time. So um, I think, you know, what we saw, of course, the share price was uh, hit. I think at one stage it was down about 18%. But it came back uh, quite strongly during Friday. And just looking at it uh, at the moment, we're at 0.92p. Um, it's, uh, you know, we've, we've had a reasonable start today. So um, I think uh, with a market capitalization of 16 million um, and the raft of projects this company has, um, I did a talk a few weeks ago, a research talk on another channel and put together a, a base research case uh, comparing all of the, each individual project to uh, listed companies out there with similar projects. Um, And I came up with a with a base valuation um, in a depressed market of 44 million, which was about two and a half per share. So um, I think, you know, regardless of whether Paul is at the helm or Sean is at the helm, these projects will keep developing. The company will continue to develop. And um, I think there's a tremendous amount of upside on offer. And I, for one, am very excited to see what this year is going to bring for the company.
1: Indeed, indeed, certainly having worth having a look at the the portfolio there. You know, it ranges from lithium to uranium base metals in there. Um, so some very exciting potential developments uh, on the horizon there for those that are interested in junior miners. On the point of uranium, yeah, I think this is going to be the the, the hot subject for twenty twenty three. We've had a couple of companies present very recently on the UK Investor Magazine that are. Uh, Uranium explorers again with some very exciting projects. So, do check out the UK Investor Magazine video section uh, to get some more information on those and greater insight into the uranium market dynamics. Um, So, now moving on, Alan, to the final company that we're going to discuss today. We've had this year. A very strong flow of news from tech capital. Um, quite interesting to note, actually, they put out a tweet last night confirming they didn't have any exposure to a direct exposure to SVB. They don't hold any accounts with them or have any investments with them. But this morning they followed up. With another deal for their portfolio company Microsalt, Alan. So what's happening there?
0: Yeah, I mean Tech Capital. Again, uh, um, I think, um, uh, as I said a little earlier, we're going to see companies affected by the by the fallout from SVB and the tech sector. I think in general is is being hit today. Tech shares currently down two percent uh, as we speak. But we're seeing we're seeing other companies in the sector down. As well, you know, bid stack shares down slightly, and uh, and it, it's just I think you know investors might be risk off with tech stocks for uh, for a while to come. But um, certainly, you know, tech capital, regardless of what's happening in the market, the company continues to build. And of course, uh, back uh, you know just a few weeks ago, the company announced it a raised two point two five million um, to, to 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 bolster its uh, its resources. To, and the funds raised uh, being used, of course, to build the commercial inventory of Microsalt. And of course, um, we've got uh, we've got uh, evidence of an early result from that already today. H Mart has agreed a partnership uh, with Microsalt uh, to carry Microsalt's Salt Me branded crisps. Um, H Mart one of the fastest growing retailers in the US. Um, it's, it's listed as one of the top fifty small chains, um, and of course. The issue with micro-salt is, of course, that you have these microscopic grains of salt that carry far less sodium than conventional salt crystals. So you can have your snack foods and all the rest of it um, with salt that uh, um, has about 30% less sodium. And, of course, in a, in a, a country which relies so heavily on fast food industry and all of the inherent problems health-wise that that creates, that could have a huge a uh, hugely positive impact on on healthcare costs. So, of course, uh, companies I think will be queuing up to do business with Microsoft. Microsoft, and of course, Microsoft is set to list uh, on AIM later on this year. So, we will be uh, no doubt having some news from the company um, as we go forward. But of course, uh, tech has uh, tech capital has uh, uh, quite a um, quite a, 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 a complex uh, uh, portfolio of of uh, of uh, in, in investee companies um it also it's also invested into lucid of course the uh, the innovative smart eyewear company uh, which offers bluetooth glasses and again since coming to market on the nasdaq last year that the fortunes of that company have really pushed on um, most recently of course we had uh, a new titanium style launched by innovative eyewear which has partnered with many major us global uh, Brands in the in the in the uh, eyewear industry, um, and then of course uh, its other company is Guidance, um, and Guidance uh, uh, um, Gu- Guidance provides um, autonomous uh, vehicle monitoring stations for the new driverless car technologies, which are fast emerging. And um, indeed, some of these innovations are finding their way onto cars that are driven just to provide driver aids. And of course, this is. Uh, this is going to be um, an inevitable part of life as we go forward. And most recently, Guidant announced it had uh, partnered with NovelSat, uh, which basically partners its autonomous uh, safety systems with space connectivity. So it's using using NovelSat satellites to enhance its reach and the conne- connectivity and efficacy of its uh, its systems. Um, also the company is investing into bellascuro of course has 15% of bellascuro um which of course uh, uh, provides the oxygen portable oxygen packs for uh copd sufferers and uh, people suffering from respiratory diseases so you know that that's that's a hugely important uh, uh, um uh, development in that area giving patients suffering from this condition or respiratory, respiratory conditions you know far greater mobility and um and and uh, freedom that, that than they would have had previously um, and then of course if you go look at the tech capital website um the, the company has amassed this huge database um which is it's connected with in universities all over the world and created this huge database of technology and investments so if you're an investor seeking to invest into a particular sector you can use the um you can use the tech uh the, the tech resource to to shortlist companies that uh, um, in the field of interest uh, for you. And then of course, make your decision based on the criteria of those companies. So, um, you know, I, I think as an incubator, we're based at the Sussex Innovation Center. And we see, we see uh, you know, different incubator funds at work, but Tech Capital certainly, I think, is, uh, d- does seem to be a quantum leap ahead of most of the operators in this field. And certainly looking at the share price this morning, you know, I think this is a, a great opportunity to buy on any weakness. Um, particularly given the fact that Microsoft, its investee company, which it owns ninety-seven uh, percent of, will be listing on AIM later on this year.
1: Yes, i am saying so looking at the valuation, and you know, as you said, Alan, it's not just Tech Capital this morning; it's pretty much all stocks out there. Mm. Uh, you, you know, the valuation of Tech Capital compared to the underlying investments as a significant discount. There and that's what taking into consideration what the valuation of salt may be and what that means for for tech capital when that liquidity event of an IPO takes place. Someone we've discussed on the podcast previously, but there's a lot happening and I'm sure one that we discuss again in the very near future. So just as a reminder of the companies we discussed today, um, there's HSBC. We then touched on Power Metal Resources and finished off there with Tech Capital. So Alan, thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you, John. So just as a a quick note to listeners, I did mention there a number of investor presentations. We've been quite busy recently with virtual presentations. So there's videos now from the Investment Trust Conference last week, as well as a couple of uranium companies uh, that we've had present with us as well as Plant Healthcare uh, a couple of weeks ago and Finu. So do check those out. Some very interesting companies there with very compelling investment cases to check out the UK Investor Magazine video section and have a look at those. Thank you very much for listening today.
0: We hope you enjoyed listening to the UK Investor Magazine podcast. Please do share the podcast and we really value any reviews and comments you leave us in your chosen podcast player.